All right, I'm back again for my uh, presentation of Cancel Theory this week. Uh, this week is about social media and jealousy. Uh, it's just a prediction that because you have a lot of people uh, coming out and they're starting to start their own channel, they're starting to be heard a little bit more, respected, and moved around a system. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Big U and WAC 100. You know, um, they started from the bottom and now they're here. It don't matter what their reputation was a long time ago. It is what it is. A lot of people have been around just as long, but they kind of they trying to figure out why ain't nobody asking for them to come with a solution. They're not. They're actually not even coming with solutions. They're really promoting what they're doing for the moment, and um, and they're more positive than negative at the moment. You see what I'm saying? People always just uh, uh, confuse gang members with negativity. A lot of gang members become gang became gang members because the other neighborhood were bullies to their neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they had to fight back. Bottom line, too, they will put a, a ghetto right next to a good neighborhood. A project is right out. Usually a project is right outside a decent-ass neighborhood. That's the way L.A. is. Um, and then project kids are going, you know, they, they figure out they fight back. And after a while, because these guys' parents got money, they got more access to more stuff to get back. into people, and they get respected. You see what I'm saying? But another long-ass story. So now social media... More monkey see, monkey do, challenges, this, that, and the other. Okay, it's fun, time-consuming. Uh, but what people need to figure out about social media is how you grow out of social media. And make your platform automated to where all you have to do is check in and move a few things around and keep going. That's when you become supreme and do a new world business. But now everybody's so busy worried about I was right there too. Why they ain't asking me? It's the same thing they did with the drug game when people was making dope house. So they selling out the same dope house, but the customer keep asking for this guy's stuff because he went out probably when nobody was looking and told him, man, when you go to the house, ask for me. And a lot of crackheads are faithful because they don't want no problems just like the motherfucking drug dealer don't want no problems. Um, then when the gangster rap came around on the West Coast, Ice, perfect example, Ice Cube. Uh, never was a gang member. Grew up around Washington High School. Got bust out. You know what I'm saying? To uh, mama thought he deserved more, and it actually worked in the long run, which she did. Or mama, daddy, whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? Everything's family orientated to go to the streets, and he, you know, he made him high, strive for a higher point. Um, but he was just an entertainer. He's not a street person. He tried to create an imagery for the next generation, and he kind of swallowed more than he spit out. Like it was really that real to everybody. That's you know, it's a sucker born every minute, and that's what's going on in the streets right now. Everybody feel that it's a life form that had his checklist to go do. Uh, I gotta get a gun. I gotta sell a little dope. I gotta drink some lean. I gotta have sex with one girl. I gotta have sex with two girls, maybe three. Uh, I may do it this way. I may do this this way. You know, these little checklists. Now instead of just taking life in stride and making a choice right then and there, instead of trying to push up on something, you go end up some one of them doors is gonna be a trap. Okay, now. When Cube became this N.W.A. writer, you know what I'm saying? And he was throwing the stories out. You know, he was very good at the storytelling. Once upon a time in the project, yo. I damn, you know what I'm saying? That song. You know, he was good at that. He moved his web, became an actor. Now he's, you know, an investor and stuff like that. You know, good for the man. You know what I'm saying? He can't take that from him. He, he showed that you can come from the streets and, you know, but a lot of the real mentality gang members felt and know that he, he wasn't about that life. But he can write a good one, you know what I'm saying? But he, as far as him, you know, being interviewed and acting like he done controlled this and controlled that, 
you know, I push my rhymes like weight. He do, you know what I'm saying? But some things, you know, I started this gangster shit. That's the things I get. When I heard that, I was like, you ain't started none of this. This was in existence. Y'all just took it and wrote it down and ran in front of a microphone and recorded it. It was already here. It was here. Shit. At least 15 years before that even uh, gangster NWA uh, popped out. Shit, the streets has always been here. So, you know. Uh, so I was listening to Monster Cody. He told it all. You know, the guy ain't from his neighborhood. They ain't writing his name on the wall, you know. Uh, but he, he, got, he got rhymes, you know. But So he became a focal point for the real gang members to chase him down and try to get that spot. And the ones that couldn't get a spot or get a, a corner kind of got a little jealous of him and still talked down about what he did. I respect what he did in an art form, but not a street form. Never would do that. No, hell no. He never was that. You know, the people around him was. Uh, even Monster Cody said uh, he should have been putting a little bit more books on uh, J.D. You know, I know he gave J.D. some. He couldn't take care of him like his kid. You know, his child comes first once he got a family. he was That's one thing he was able to do was walk away from it and become a man of society. And that's the thing about gangs and, and what you really strive for. And these youngsters, through radio programming, are walking right into that dark world and they all getting arrested, shot. Man, it's, it's just fucked up. And it ain't behind Biggie and Tupac. It's behind all of it. And you can't blame the artists. You got to blame the executive because they put the money for these artists to do this. So they know where it's going. See, these executives, besides the artists, you know, they talk about this artist Illuminati. You got executive Illuminatis. It ain't just one Illuminati. It's a bunch of different secret societies. It ain't that it's a secret society. Per se, it used to be an Illuminati like that. But Illuminati mean the, you know, the wise people organization, basically. I'm not part of the funded shit because I'm too uncontrollable within my own membrane to be dealing with a, a management factor like that. You know, it's basically a management company to keep you from going past, you know, once they break boundary codes, that's when you see them getting taken down methodically through the system that they control to a certain aspect. Okay, that's, that's, that's the crazy thing about dealing with them Illuminati type of people. It's a system. Everything, it's been a system. It's been a system since Egypt, the time of ancient Egypt. And that's BC. It's been a system. A social class system. Okay, so it ain't nothing new. It's just that you have to learn it and learn to apply yourself without getting putting yourself in the middle. That's the thing. That's, you know, people want to put, the whole world, the problem with the world today is communication. Bottom line to it. Okay, even religion is communication. You know, some people don't accept certain things certain too well. You know, I always say, you know, peace in the Middle East for one reason of this. You have true Israelis or Jewish people married to Arab people or Palestinians or Christians. It's, you know, that's that's love. What is really love there? That's the love that shows you. We can't feel the love that they feel, but you know it's there. Love and respect. The two walk hand and foot. But you got extremists promoting what they didn't write like it was written for them to put the world in their order. It's there in so many books you can go buy it yourself to put yourself in order, but everybody wants you under their order. <coughs> That's the problem with the world. Communication and leadership. <coughs> That's the problem with these youngsters. That's why social media is here. Now, since everybody's holding you back, see when the gangs came in on the West, it wasn't nothing for them to do. They was taking all the black people, you know, uh, like the Boy Scouts of America. Those were actually white funded uh, organizations. 
It wasn't a lot of black, but they, they, people tried to join. They tried to, oh, it didn't last long because they weren't putting the money back over there. You know, it was actually kept alive within the families itself, paid dues for the troops to be there. You know what I'm saying? So the parents pay. So these kids' parents was working a job, could barely pay for the house. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't work out that good of a way. But I ain't saying the white or black thing about that. I'm just saying, you know, they were a little bit more well with the system that was there at the time. Uh, the sports is getting the free sports is getting taken out of the, uh, the the parks and stuff like that. So one guy, you know, it was, all, it was always different fashions and everything. You know, you had one guy unifying this way and all the rest of them that didn't want to unify, unified over here. And then that, everything started breaking down to where it is today. And that's been incorporated around the world to where it's a way of living. But it's a way of worshiping ignorance if you don't know what you're talking about. And why you're fighting for what you're fighting for. You fight because this, that, I, oh, I think this is better. I think this is better. Nah, that's that's on you. You know, you figure that part out. You have to figure that part out. Um, but like I said, social media is breeding these new, I'm talking about not just the youths. I can understand the youth because the youths are born in an era to where they just take everything as, okay, what am I, everything's here, what am I going to do? But, you know what I'm saying? Something they got to grow out of, but you got people here my age, fifty and up, that are mad at people that are fifty up that done started something by themselves and, and living through it. They, you know, you don't see what people do when you're not around. So, um, I got a homeboy from my neighborhood over in Inglewood. He was a rapper. His name was Ryder Bone. He used to sell dope when they was curved selling on the street, man. You know, he was in high school, had his little car with his little rims and stuff. You know, I got him hook up, got him some little rims. He had a little sound. He was always kept his money, kept money in his pocket. Stayed clean with it. He stayed prayed up. He always told me, Mike, I'll go home and pray. A lot of my homies used to pray. A lot of my homies, they just get the money, they get in the dope game and pray to God, man. Only reason I did this because they're not giving out no opportunity, which they were not. They, they knew they was praying against uh, prejudiceism of the system and everything. They would tell me this all the time. We're like, well, hey, do what you got to keep you alive, man. I'd rather have you here than be dead. You know, that's how things go. But um, you don't know what the next person doing when you're not there. So you thinking you doing the same step work that they're doing, but you're not. Just because you're alive, you think you're doing what the next person doing. Um, We had a thing when we were DJs. And I and still this from DJ Bobcat. When uh, the transform, the actual transform came out with Jazzy Jeff. Well, he was the first one to put it on, on record and broadcast it around the, the world. Um, Bobcat was working with LL Cool J going back and forth. And um, he was hearing other DJs uh, transform. And so he said he was going to learn how to transform and bring it and teach everybody in L.A. But he was going to invent a style with it. And he was an inventor. He, he used the phone online on the mixer. To do the clicking for the transform. So you ever watch Joe Cooley transform in the DMC contest or Aladdin transform in the DMC contest? They was using that, that click that that click fader because Bobcat bought it to the West. He bought it to us. For I think we, me and DJ Slip and uh, DJ Pooh and everybody King T, we all because King T was a DJ too, uh, DJ Twin and everybody. I think we found out before Joe and them had found out because at that time Joe and Bob was kind of going for like. King of LA battle DJs, but Bob was Bob was like, man, I'm cool, I'm good, you know what I'm saying? Joe, go let Joe do what Joe go do. Bob was like, I'm going for straight production. So everything trickled down, you know what I'm saying? But he instilled, uh, you know, if I invent something, I'm gonna teach, I'm gonna hand it to everybody. He told all the DJs, if you invent something, just keep it west though. Share it with your brother. So when Aladdin's term came up. 
he lost the new music seminar to DJ Miz. He decided to go back and ba- battle him in the DMC. And, you know, he was living with Bobcat and Pooh and all the L.A. Posse over there in New York when he was doing L.O. Cool J's album. Uh, but, you know, he was able to get a New York driver's license and register as a New York uh, participant in the DMC. And he won the East Coast Championship. And he beat Miz out for the championship. <coughs> he had called me before he battled Miz. He called everybody. You know, we I gave him all the numbers. Uh, I gave him Battlecat number. I gave him Tracy number. All this potters from uh, uh, KD Mixmaster. You know, gave him a few tricks and told him, "Man, use it again. We want to. We didn't care who won on the West. We just want our winning was Aladdin win East Coast. We didn't care if the West. We we like okay, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill. He was in on it. Uh, everybody was in. All the person I knew that didn't know what was going on was Ice T, and I told him what was going on. <laughs> he didn't know. Him and, him and his partners, you know, the tribe and the water, the bush people and the, the rhyme syndicate, they didn't know what was going on because they had different entities. Everybody, you know, called and knew each other, respect each other, but everybody functioned as their own. But they just let you know, like, Mike, to you with it, I'm with it. You know, I came out of Inga with it. Wasn't a lot of people at that back team was he was there lurking, but he was with a group called First Amendment at the time. But they were just still in the studio creating. You know, we heard the buzz on the street back then. And uh, but, you know, we were actually a circuit. We were, you know, DJing top of the line part they was doing sports you know everybody was making moves you know so that's what it happened so we all put in on this for aladdin to win but once aladdin won we couldn't glorify with aladdin because he actually took it and was able to incorporate he did it i can't take him i can't say i helped him win he won that (laughs) then we had to battle you know if it came to the World Cup, the United States competition, then we would have had to, you know, we had to fight L, L, uh, West Coast L.A. We had to do the L.A. Uh, DMC battle. DJ Muggs ended up winning that, but it was rigged. You know what I'm saying? They wanted me and Muggs to go, but I was on tour. I was touring at the time, so I couldn't, I couldn't commit myself to go, so they gave it. Actually, Trey Ski had actually won. Bottom line, when it came to the final, Trey Ski whipped everybody. He whipped my ass, Battlecat ass, and he whipped Muggs ass in Cypress Hill. Trey Ski went in on one. I've never seen him go. But, it, you know, me and Trey Ski was practicing together. So he was learning a lot of my moves, and he did them. I used to tell I used to give Trey Ski prop, uh, props. I would teach Trey Ski some, a few little setup tricks, and he would, like, say, if I wrote with my right hand and I, all my words slanted to the right, he would start writing right hand, slanted to the right, and he would turn that shit his way left. That's how he worked. They used to trip me the fuck out how he do that. Like, dude, you just took what I just did, and now you're doing it with all the stuff you've been practicing. Just like like you, he ain't even thinking about it. But Tracy's problem was he was a little dude, and his mama sheltered him because he had a younger another brother that passed away and got killed on the streets. And uh, Miles wouldn't let him, you know, she would let certain people, she didn't care if he was gang-orientated, you had to walk through her heart to deal with her son and his talent. And Trey could have been the best DJ personality. He was strictly hip hop. He was nothing on the streets. But, you know, he ended up killing himself over a female because Miles put him in a world of love. And, you know, and I just, you know, that's my boy and I miss him. But, you know, I got to go on. But that's the thing the West Coast, we bred. So we, we, you know, we would always strive for the top, of course, because hip hop is competition. But once we're in a group together, the egos go out the door. But once you perform it, we looking like, oh, okay. If you do it, it was like, all right, shit, fuck it, he did it. You know what I'm saying? We kind of leave it alone. We go home and practice until we get it. Then we show back. I got it. You know what I'm saying? But my thing was, if I got to chase what he's doing, then he's already ahead of me going to the next. So I stayed trying to come up with some crazy shit. <laughs> that was just me. But nowadays, these youngsters take, all right, put it this way. 
my Facebook, I get a hit up maybe about less than a year ago. A youngster from Inglewood, probably about 19, 18, 19, 20, hit my page, you know, hit at me, Looney Tunes, and said, you know, I, you know, I respect you guys made Inglewood's finest, but we're the new Inglewood's finest. We're taking over what you guys did, and we're going to put it with a new age of this, that, and the other. When he said new age, that's what made me not feel disrespected. A lot of my friends that was, you know, in the video shooting had, they was doing a lot of promotion for us, you know, because Inglewood, we really do stick, our generation really do stick together. Um, I'm talking about still till now. You you ain't going to shame one of the homies and think you're just going to be able to walk away and say that shit. They're going to say something fucked up to you at 50 or 60 years old. Like, nigga, what do you really know about that? You just saying it because you heard it or what do you really know about it? That's the way we get down. That's the way we got down back then. Nowadays, people, it's social media that made it to where you really got to fight for your goddamn right. You know what I'm saying? The party. But that's that's a whole nother animal. But um, he said that, you know, they was going through the news. So they got to finish hit my thing. Who was this dude, man? They, man, tell him not. Nah, he got to pay. And I'm like, nah, dude. I said, he said he's going to take that old and run a new chapter on it. I don't care. That To me, the song, it's it's in the history book. The the even the impedance, even the, the frequencies that we mixed the song down and got it mastered are not in the frequencies that they use today to hear a song. So when you hear the song, you hear the structure of the song, even though it's, it's actual original music in the song with some samples, just the, 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 sound, the sound frequency, is, it tells you it's old school. <clears throat> That's why I didn't mind him doing it. That's something that I know from inside. When I, every time I listen to the song, I'm like, damn, the frequencies aren't the frequencies we hear today. You know, you can use the same, you can use the same equipment, you can use the same structure, same, you can actually redo the song and it'll sound better now than what I did back then. Behind the frequencies that it was mixed in. It's a brighter frequency now, it's at a higher frequency. That we was on more of a low end frequency with, with highs popping in and out to take, you know, pick you up higher, but you had to be, you know, say you had to deal with your, you know, this is the way it was frequencies. So. I didn't mind, but like I said, but he it was the way he kind of put it though. It was like, okay, step down from your throne. We are the new kings here. Like, dude, you got to earn that spot. And you don't earn it by attacking us. You turn it by attacking anybody that's in your era, in your age group, and in your peer pressure group. And we'll turn around and say, you got it, man. We already been out the way. You want to be a king or something, you got to be the king around. But you have to use, if you're going to use hip hop tactics, Please use hip-hop taxes, but it's kind of hard to tell people to use hip-hop taxes for one reason. The radio has programmed these people to be who the fuck they are today. So you see NBA young boy going to jail, I run into police. You see these cats going to jail for this, that. They already been programmed to do this shit. Because they're running from the Illuminati and they're running from the shit that's going on in the streets. So they have nowhere to go when they make it. That's just bottom line to it. And that's my point of view about it all and why they're acting the way they act. Now, as far as the violence aside, like I said, they have been programmed to be that way. And the only way to defy the logic, you're going to have to have some, some people smart like um, Kendrick Lamar or Abso coming in and, 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 and culturally dismantle people that's not really programmed to be that. They're programmed to be in a, uh, a reality that they don't supposed to be in. Natural cowards end up being snitches anyway, but peer pressure and that to-do list in their head that when they listen to the radio, it's got their program to do shit they ain't programmed to do. It's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It's really fucked up. And uh, I used to trip back in the days when certain groups will try to portray that image and it's really not them. And it's like, man, all right, y'all know what y'all, that's why the Crips told y'all people that you're not a Crip, don't do the Crip walk. And I believe them too. I'm not a Crip at all. I'm from Inglewood. 
They're Crips in Inglewood, but I, I see, I was like, that's kind of like wrong. You know what I'm saying? You know, but it looks so, I don't care how it looks. I don't care how you think it's going to taste. It's culturally not for you. Why do you think they keep Jewish people to themselves? Because they had to split from the mafia. They were, they were foreigners in this country just like the Italians were. But they was able to split and start something new that we're striving to be a part of and try to take control of. Today is entertainment. Through knowledge, through schooling, through education. There ain't many Jewish people out there as it is Christian people out there. And it has nothing to do with the religion. It has to do with a lifestyle and a culture you have when you go home and people ain't looking to do certain things. Even Orientals have those lifestyles. Okay, so it comes down to your culture. We don't have to instill. We have Africans have a natural warriorism to them. It's been around. It's been around since the days of Egypt, ancient Egypt. They they were the ones who basically invented so basically not they didn't but they basically did invent social class. That's why everything is based upon the pyramid style of living and thinking. Because the Egyptians have instilled that. And even though it's, it's already ancient, it's played out, and it's not whatever we interpret today is not what they said. They're already dead, gone in their grave. It's still based upon the the originality and the uh, spontaneity that they brought to this world as a culture. There are different cultures that's out there too. Some of them don't run as far as other cultures. Sometimes being basic will keep you alive longer than trying to do every fucking thing at once. Stay in your lane. Look at MC8. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that he does as far as his lyrics, but he stayed in his lane as is paying off for him. You see what I'm saying? So I never contested him about his lyrics. I never ever told him that I don't agree with what you're saying. I just me personally, I think at a certain age you should be giving out more answers than recreating a problem through your mouth. Recreating the incident again through your mouth, enhancing it with your mouth, showing what that mentality is about instead of giving Showing what you instead of talking about what you've been through and how you overcame the mentality in a story form that you got to figure, you know, it's, it's, it's really an artwork into putting things together. After a while, though, that artwork plays out. But one thing, the show must go on. So an old show or a new show, you're going to get shows. The venues may be smaller, but you're going to stay getting paid. OK, Keith Sweat still going to be doing shows. If R. Kelly wasn't a, such a prick. He'll still be doing shows because they made hits. Vanilla Ice could still do a show if he promoted himself right and joined the right company. Ice Ice Baby was a hell of a... he get up there and do two songs, make him about 15 Gs, and he gone. These tickets to go to these shows now, damn near $100 a pop. I mean, I was going to Crush Group paying, what, 35 when I was a kid? Shit. No, not Crush Group, I mean Fresh Fest. Paying $35 or $39 or something like that. And when I was a fucking teenager, they paying $100, $150, $250 per seat, depending on where you sit at per show. Even uh, whose show did I go to? I ended up having to pay for a middle row. I didn't want to sit in the back. Uh, Eddie Griffin, I went to Vegas before the quarantine, and it was $80 a ticket. For me, for me and my girl, we had to pay $80. I paid $80 a piece for me and my girl, but it was a good show. And I'm like, I'm glad he gave, he's funny. He got to do the same routine, a little variation, but he got to do that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Until they finally put it on the air and then he got to go back and write some new material and come back out. But he keeps it real. You know what I'm saying? But he stays in his lane. Now, a lot of people don't want to. What is, I'm going to tell you what it is about people that's dealing with the Masonic Order Illuminati. The reason they don't want to join because they don't want that management. 
I understand without the management, they're going to run amok because you do need boundaries around you. But that's, you know, you got to instill it on why, why they would be safer. But they, 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 you get it, you get the dark side of the story because the thing about it is the fraternal orders don't discriminate against religion. But there is religion in there that keeps it binding together. The true part of the religion that nobody tell you because a lot of things have been watered down through translation. But I'm not into none of that. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just 52 year old. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with me on an average basis. Can't wait for the quarantine to lift up so I can take my little dumb butt back to church. You know what I'm saying? And reinstill what I need to be doing, and help build one of the community people that I love to be around because they are all hugs and kisses at my church. They ain't on me. They do do that, but I don't pay attention when they do that because. That's you are who you built yourself to be, you know. Hey, that's just how life is, man. I'm gonna I'm get up on out of it. But like I said, this next generation, they they're born in something, but they take it as you know it was made for me, and it's not. It was made by somebody else. You just happen to see it. You know, see that the end part of the product. So you got to figure out how they built things. You know what I'm saying? People need to get more into analytics. And that's where the money is. It's somehow, like I said, it's something keeping some things alive on the side. It's like uh, when you distill alcohol, you're going to have a certain little knob on the side that's draining into it. And that they turning that into something else. You know what I'm saying? It's probably worth more. They find out if you do this to this, that's worth more than original alcohol. That's what they doing with this fucking computer stuff. I, I, I'm telling you, I ain't gambling, but I can put my finger on it. <laughs> Cause I done got a few payments through certain uh, ad mobs and ad words that I've done on my website, and it pay. I didn't think it was ever gonna pay, but I looked up and damn, I needed that little seventy five dollars real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's a fishing trip for me because I like to fish. You know, I done got two boats now, and I built one from scratch during the quarantine. Another one I bought because somebody lost. You know, they had to move behind the quarantine, and they moved back home where they came from, and they had this twenty thousand dollar boat for six thousand. I grabbed that mug, which they gave me skis, jackets. Uh, this shit got a bed inside, an engine hole. They got speaker, DVD player. They got a 454 Chevy in that motherfucker. Modified. I took it to the shop to get it checked out. They said that engine ain't supposed to exist in that damn car. But anyway, I'm just saying predictability, a lot of jealousy and envy going to come out of the social media and it's going to turn just how this hip-hop crap is over nothing. Opinions. Everybody has their corner to put their opinion out. Hopefully you don't step on people's toes to be... Sounded like you're credited because you're a prophet in this world. If you don't know it, you don't know something. Study it and then put out the right information.